Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. I'm Lee Gowland. I'm Brian Davis. And this is the 49er Faithful UK Show. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK Show. It's week 16, this is episode 23, and we're previewing the Chicago Bears game. It's the penultimate game of the season. We come up against the Chicago Bears team, boasting the number one ranked defence. The head-to-head is tied at 31 games each out of a possible 63. So that means we've had one tie. And that was played out in Chicago on the 13th of November 1966. The 49ers won the last game on the 3rd of December last year by one point. And I've got a feeling that this game could be just as close. And that is going to be reflected in my prediction for the game. You only have to go back four years since the Bears last beat the 49ers on the road. And it was a game that saw Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall rip us a new one with Marshall hauling in three touchdowns on Sunday Night Football. And you would have thought with three touchdowns, he'd have had quite a few yards as well as that, but he only had 43 yards on the night, and he still ended up with three touchdowns. The injury report is looking quite light this week, with uh, Enzoka and Tart no participation, and Smith and Breda with limited participation, but both are expected to be available for Sunday night's game. The stats on offense are quite similar, with the main difference being the Bears are actually converting more chances. But it's the defensive stats where there's a huge gulf in performance appears. The Bears are ranked third in points allowed, third in yards allowed, second in rushing yards allowed, and tenth in passing yards allowed. And I think it'll come as no surprise that the 49ers don't come anywhere close to those rankings. So... It's going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what a lot of people are thinking it's going to be, purely based off the Bears' defence. The offences are fairly evenly matched. The only main difference is, as I've already said, the Bears are actually converting their chances. What do you make of the Bears' offence? Bears' offence? I think Mitchell Trubisky is kind of efficient, isn't he? I don't know if he's good enough to win them a Super Bowl. Um, I, I don't know whether he's that good, but the, part of me thinks, well, that defense of theirs potentially could carry them to um, the Super Bowl, but they're going to have to work a bit better on offense than what they have done this this season so far. I think um, he's a bit like Mullins in some... I think he's a better, obviously a much better version of Mullins because he was a first-round draft pick, but he, he basically takes what's sort of uh, given to him and um, he's just going to need to execute in the red zone, I think, against us. Um, and obviously we've got history with Trubisky as well, don't we? Because the Bears traded up with us to actually draft him um, back in yeah, 2017. Right. Um, yeah, and, and they, you know, Matt Nagy is a good young head coach. Um, I think this team is... They're going places, and I think if if they can address their sort of their shortcomings in this upcoming NFL draft and in the free agency period, I think that they're um, they're going to be a contender, and they're a team that are going places, and that they're a team that will probably be 
if they can keep this sort of group together and keep this coaching staff together, that they could be a team that potentially goes or is, is a regular a team in postseason football. Um, and I think from if you take your sort of 49ers um, tinted glasses off and, and you look at it from a NFL overall viewpoint, I think that's uh, that's a good thing for the NFL because, you know, the Bears haven't really been relevant for, well, a long time now, really, haven't they? I think obviously the last Super Bowl was uh, when they lost to Indianapolis, wasn't it? But, you know, Chicago, like us, uh, a long overdue a Lombardi trophy. So, yeah, in terms of the offense this year, I think I think their, their run game's pretty average. Obviously, Tariq Cohen's uh, he's pretty much a home run hitter, isn't he? He can play both running back. He's a good receiver, um, and he's excellent on in a return game as well. He sort of does a little bit of everything. I think if we can take Cohen away, then and potentially sort of try and stifle him somewhat, then I think we've got a good chance. Um, Alan Robinson is um, big wide receiver addition this off season, wasn't he? So he's one to look out for, and he's a kind of guy that. I've watched a couple of Bears games this season and he sort of flatters to deceive in some games and in other games he seems to be their primary target and, and he has a huge game. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch as well because um, he was someone that we were or that was sort of highly touted to come to us in, in the off-season, wasn't he? He was sort of like the uh, yeah. the the highest, um, I don't want to say highest grader, but the most sort of sought-after wide receiver in the off-season last season, wasn't he? So, yeah, he was the number one ranked yeah. In the, uh, so yeah, the I think I think they're, they're decent on offense, but I, I think that there there's areas that our defense can possibly try and exploit against them. But you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, so I'd agree with that. Um, and based off what you've just said there, that, that basically correlates with what the stats are showing. Um, the Chicago Bears are 14th in Russian offense with 120 yards average a game. But then when you look at passing and overall yardage, they drop down to 22nd. And the 49ers actually have them beat out on average yards per game, passing yards per game, and rushing yards per game. It's only points scored where they're better than us. Um, obviously, that points to better efficiency in the red zone, um, not turning the ball over. And to be honest, I mean, their offense, I don't think it's particularly great. You've already mentioned this. The defense could probably carry them through the, the offseason. Sorry, through the offseason. Through the postseason, through the playoffs. Mm. But I don't think the offense is good enough to actually do anything once they're there. Um, especially when you look at the likes of New Orleans Saints, who are looking good on both sides of the ball, as well as the LA Rams. And I hate saying that, but they are looking good then I think the Bears are probably the third-ranked team in the NFC at the moment, mm. as far as teams I would expect to see in the uh, Super Bowl. The O-line is a reasonable O-line the Bears have got. They've only allowed 30 sacks so far this season. I think it's going to be difficult for Buckner to improve on a season tally, but I'm kind of hoping he's got a chip on his shoulder through missing out on the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I was surprised because, he didn't make it to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I am absolutely gobsmacked about that. And I, I saw an interview with Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle Shanahan basically said the same thing. The biggest surprise was Buckner missing out on the Pro Bowl. So, San Francisco defence, um, they've greatly improved over the last couple of games. And I think this improvement is both on and off the field. 
So the play calling seems to be a lot more aggressive and the personnel that he's putting on the field are actually fitting the schemes, which means the players are actually playing well or the look as though they're playing well. So hopefully that improvement carries over into this game as well and makes it three games off the belt where we've had a a decent defence. Anyone in particular you're expecting to have a good game against the Bears? Offense. Um, well, well, Witherspoon's moved on to IR, hasn't he? So that's him done he for the season. Been. So I'll, I'll be keeping a keen, keen eye on Tavares more. Um, I would imagine he's going to start at cornerback. Um, yeah, I don't think I that, I've that. seen anything anything confirmed yet. But um, this week's been a <laughs> it's been a rather busy last week at work. So um, my preparation for this podcast has been somewhat limited. Um, yeah. Her Majesty's Air Force almost conspired to make this podcast not happen, but I was just just about got home in time. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's down to the usual suspects again, isn't it? it, it we're going to be sort of looking at, at Buckner to to come out with a chip on his shoulder. I think the uh, the rotation on on that interior D line in Thomas and Jones and those guys potentially could come in and and cause some problems for the Bears. Um, and I think as as a overall unit, we're we're kind of overdue some turnover luck now, aren't we? Um, we are. <laughs> I, I know we've sort of been banging this drum for, well, all season now. But I think Trubisky is a type of corner, uh, cornerback quarterback that can potentially put up a pick or two because next week potentially we're going up against Goff. And he's, mind you saying that, if Goff plays the way that he has played the last two weeks that I've seen, and admittedly I've only seen the, the television highlights, then there's a chance that he might throw us a couple. But I think this is going to be our last real chance to to try and put up a pick or two. So I'm kind of looking at, like, say, Tavares Moore, Richard Sherman, um, a couple of these youngsters at, at safety in the secondary to try and get us a, a pick or two. But, you know, I, I, I'll take a, a fat lineman getting a, a pick at this point and literally just fall into the ground with it and catching it. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> Yeah. We're, we're so short on turnovers this season uh, yeah I, I've got to the stage now where you'll, you'll just take anything that comes it? and I, I think that there is a chance that um, we can get one or two this week but I've, I've thought that for a few, a few weeks now and, and it just doesn't seem to have, be happening So I'm kind of hoping that if we can stifle the run and the force to pass the ball a, a lot more than what they have been doing in previous games then it, it does open up the opportunities for the likes of Moore and Sherman and with Trubisky being still relatively a young quarterback, I'm kind of hoping he completely forgets about the fact that uh, Sherman is, is over on the right-hand side there and mm. lobs a few that way. Um, yeah, I think he's always got a pick or two in him, Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Mm. And uh, fingers crossed they come off tomorrow night because we need three three turnovers to avoid the record. Mm-hmm. And like you said, time is running out and tomorrow night is more than likely our, our last real opportunity of getting some turnovers. Yeah. So you come to the marquee part of the Bears uh, team and that's the defence. It's it's a monster of a defence. But then again, so was the Jags' defence in the same game last year. Will they make the same mistake as the Jags and underestimate the Niners? I'm kind of hoping they do. I was really looking forward to seeing 
an ex 49er come back and play um, Aaron Lynch, but all week long he's been a uh, did not participate for the Bears, and it's looking very unlikely he's actually going to play on Sunday night. Which, in a way, is probably a good thing because he was okay for the 49ers. He was a little bit inconsistent, but I think he he was one of the the better players brought in by Bulky. Mm. Yeah, I think this is a case of sort of here we go again, isn't it? We're up against uh, another defensive MVP candidate or even an MVP candidate. We're up against another top defence. Uh, this time, we're probably up against the best defence in the NFL. And uh, it's the return of Vic Fangio as well, wasn't it? So to th- this will be a, a fairly niche... Um, uh, what's the word? A fairly niche... Um, Oh God, can't even, can't even think of what the word is now, but a fairly niche comment to make and probably one that only our older UK listeners will get. And it's kind of, to, to quote the, the famous Jim Bowen, it, it, this is kind of like, here's what you could have won, isn't it? <laughs> when you yeah. look at Vic Fangio yeah, and the Bears right. defence. Um, you know, it, it probably wasn't the best time to bring him back here last season um, or the season before. But... You know, looking at those numbers that his defense are producing this season, it's a case of, or oh, that would have been a, a brilliant sort of defensive unit to see here, wouldn't it? Um, but I mean, with that said, Salah's really showing signs of improvement, hasn't he, the last couple of weeks? And I think based on that, unless something goes spectacularly wrong in either this game or the the Rams game now, I think he's going to be back at, at giving it a shot next season. Um, but yeah, there's kind of similarities to what with that Bears defense now to what we had back when Fangio was here, weren't you? When you think yeah. of like Khalil Mack and you kind of sort of pair him off against Alden Smith, and then you've got Akeem Nix, and, and you sort of think you well, are you could pair him off against Justin Smith. You know, they've got some decent uh, guys back there in their secondary. Um, they lead the league in in picks. Um, Essentially, they're they're playing at an elite level, and there's pro bowlers all over the place. Um, as we sort of touched on just now, um, our defense couldn't really pick their nose, could they? Let alone get an interception. So it's going to be tough. Um, that pass rush is definitely going to disrupt us. Um, I've got absolutely no doubt at all that they're probably going to force Mullins into mistakes and into throwing quickly. Probably, we'll probably see a lot of dump offs in the past game. Um, and I watched the Rams Bears game back last week was it last week yeah last week I think it was and um, I mean that that's how they predominantly move the you know the, the Rams move the ball on them was just sort of dumping the ball off to Gurley and that sort of, and moving it between the uh, the 20s just with a lot of dump offs and stuff yeah. so I think that's probably the way that we we're going to need to go forward and, and Mullins is pretty good at identifying blitzes you know at the line of scrimmage isn't he so I'd like to think that we can move the ball on them, but I, like I say, I don't think it's going to be uh, with that defense of the Bears. I just don't think it's going to be um, a very high-scoring game at all. And just to touch on what you said right at the beginning about that Bears game where Marshall scored three touchdowns, that was actually the first game at Levi's, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, considering that you've uh, been busy all week and you haven't had a chance to actually prepare for this podcast. You've done a very good job of reading what I'm looking at on my screen now, which is my notes. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just quickly go over what I've got down here. So I've got down, it's going to be a tough night for the Niners offense. 
and I think all the offensive line will, will leave the field knowing they've been in a game. Mullins has done well protecting the ball, and I think he's going to have to be at his best in this game, as I can see if a few sacks coming his way. Our running backs are beaten up at the moment, and that has been reflected in the rushing totals over the last two games. Going up against the third-ranked Russian defence, I can't see that uh, changing. So I'd be very surprised if we have over 100 yards on the ground on Sunday night. But both Pettis and Bourne have improved as the season has gone on, and the Bears will definitely be their toughest test thus far. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Now, the one thing I've tried to find all week, and I can't find it, what's the weakness in the Bears' defence? No idea. <laughs> no, I say I'm completely I, I, unprepared for tonight, so um, I'll leave that to to you. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've been all over the stats, all over PFF, all over the um, oh, what you call them, the next gen stats on NFL, and I just can't find a weakness. If anything, in, instead of being brilliant over the center, <laughs> the only very good <laughs> over the center. <laughs> Everything else. They just look absolutely brilliant. So it's it's going to be interesting because you've mentioned Vic Fangio there. Obviously, Carl Shanahan is effectively our offensive coordinator as well as as well as head coach. So you do effectively have one of the best minds offensively going up against one of the best minds defensively. So it's going to be an interesting game of chess between the the San Francisco offense and the Bears defense. And I kind of get the feeling that the Bears' offense and the San Francisco defense, it's going to be a backstory. It's it's going to be forgotten about, and mm. all the good stuff's going to happen between the uh, the Forty Niners' offense and the Bears' defense. And yeah. I think that's where the the game's going to be won or lost. To be honest. Yeah, and we've gone up against two really good defenses in the last couple of weeks. So to me, that would be interesting to see what Kyle does to try and get his receivers so open against that defence, which is obviously, like I said earlier, it's playing at an elite level. And I, when you look at the amount of space that Selleck and Kittle and Pettis and, and those guys have had over the last couple of weeks, I think you know people shouldn't underestimate the job that Kyle is actually doing with undrafted free agents and, and day three draft picks. You know, It's yeah. incredible, really. I, I know that we sort of said at the start of the season that if everything sort of... Um, pointed in the right direction and you know we potentially got into the postseason with this team that Kyle could be a head coach of the year candidate well if you think what he's actually doing and and yeah we're you know we've only got four wins on the board but when you look at what he's doing with the players that he's got there's no reason why he shouldn't be in consideration for that that kind of accolade really and I, I think another way that we'll probably try and move the football on Sunday is probably I think we'll probably bring um, Selleck in to do a lot of blocking, maybe try and double-team Khalil Mack on the edge. Yeah, And we might even see some some sets where we've got extra linemen coming in, and, and that might be in both the, the run and the pass games, and, and probably more likely on, on some of the third downs, depending you know what sort of situation we're in, whether it's third and short or you know third and sort of four or five, and, and we're needing to get the yards to, to keep drives moving or to, to move into the red zone. Um, and ultimately, uh, we've got to protect the ball, haven't we? Because this defence will punish any mistake that they make. So we can't be having the likes of Jeff Wilson fumbling the ball, you know, 
in this game or, or anyone else for that matter, because in, in these kind of games, any mistake that is made offensively will be punished defensively by that by that unit. Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So prediction-wise, it, it's quite surprising that the Bears are only four-point favourites for this game. Mm. I thought it was going. I thought it was going to be eight, nine-point favourites, but no, only four. And the over/under actually reflects what both of us have already said. We think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Mm. Um, and the over/under is currently set at forty-two point five. So. I'll go first in as though you haven't prepared. I said before I thought it was going to be a close game, pretty much akin to the game that we had last season where there was one point in it. Mm. And I'm actually going to go for one point in it again. And I've just got this feeling that because it's at Levi's, because we underestimated all the time, I think the 49ers might pull out a 22-21 victory on Sunday night. 22-21. so that only just creeps over the over. Yeah. We've put up, what, 20 points and 26 points on two playoff bound teams? Or not, I should probably say playoff bound, but teams with playoff aspirations in yeah. Denver and Seattle now, haven't we? So this is the, obviously the next level. So, yeah, like I say, I don't think... I think we can go over 20, but I don't think we'll go as, as high as 26. So probably, yeah, pegs that somewhere in between. And I think if you've got... You know, like I said just now, Kyle Scheme in your offense, you, you you should, in theory, always be able to put points on the board. I know we've had a couple of stinkers this year, but we're playing much better now than what we were when we, I think it was nine points against the Rams and, and then 10 points against somebody as well, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 23-24 Bears win. So that's going to be right. what just just on the over, well. yeah, just yeah, on the over, over. But, but with a Bears win. So the 49ers cover essentially. So I don't know if you've worked out what my score actually means, but to get the 22, we're looking at five field goals plus a touchdown. And if you recall last season, Robbie Gould got five field goals mm. against the Bears. So I'm looking at uh, Robbie to replicate that same performance as last year. And then have the the odd touchdown in there to get us to twenty two, but yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a really close game. And well, I think two touchdowns, gonna... two field goals, and a safety. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't think we're going to get a safety. Yeah, or a safety would be classed as a turnover, wouldn't it? Three touchdowns, two two point conversions, and one missed two point conversion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you, you you've been far too technical for me now. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just shut up now. It's been a long, long week and a, it's been a long year. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I, I, I've been dying to do this all week. Oh, didn't do it. I'm on the wrong screen. I should have hit that. Been dying to use that. <laughs> right. So that's the predictions in. So you're going 24 23 Bears. I'm going 22 21 49ers. Whatever happens. I just hope that there's no major injuries to the team on Sunday yeah. night. I'd I'd like to see us get the win, but I think at, at this stage of the season, it's more important that if there's any injuries, it's just the injuries that basically make them miss the rest of the game yeah. and not have significant time off during the off-season. Um, because I would like to see us come back and be a lot healthier 
than what we have been this season and last season, come to think of it. Um, and maybe we do get what we've been asking for during this season and see a change in the strength and conditioning coach because I can't believe they're doing the job properly because of the amount of injuries we've had. Yeah, I mean, something's definitely going wrong with that strength and conditioning and I think that will probably be something that they look at in terms of, I know we spoke before previously about, you know, maybe Salah gets gets the boot or the secondary coach gets the boot or the pass rush coordinator or whatever gets the boot. But I think with the way that they're performing over the last couple of weeks, you, you can sort of see that there's something happening there. But in terms of strength and conditioning, I think that's something that they have to uh, massively reevaluate over what's sort of gone wrong this off season to put us in a position where we're, you know, using these guys, literally picking them up off the street to come in and play football for us. So there's, yeah, something's drastically gone wrong with what, you know, what's going on, you know, between sort of Monday and Friday on the practice fields and, and in the gym and, and for, for these injuries to, to, to keep coming up and, and to be constantly putting us in a hole of, you know, having to use so many different rotations of, different positions so yeah there's there's clearly uh, a major issue there which I'm sure they're probably already looking at now and they they need to look at in you know as soon as possible really because next season really is a season where we should be aspiring to play playoff football yeah yeah definitely right thank you for joining again Brian no um, sorry that I hurried you along a bit there <laughs> no worries we've both been busy this week um Everybody else, thanks thanks for listening. And we'll be back on Monday morning with the Bears review. And I'm going to leave you this week with the 49ers first down chant. That was a good one from Candlestick. I enjoyed that. <laughs> right, see you next week, guys. Catch you later. Cheers. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark Garrison Hurst, stiff arm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick We're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget